No. Yep. Well, who's editing this week's? I don't know. Probably One me. One of you suckers. I've done two in a row. Well, no, because Dan has still got on his caseload um, episode one, two, two. Yeah, I think I'd like. I, th- I have feel this might be a good one, so I think it would be a shame to not ever release it. <laughs> This is to Star Podcast episode 127 for Thursday, February 22nd, the Mo of Kintyre Test. I'm back, everyone. Did you miss Hooray! me? No. Oh. I missed you, Dan. Well, well, you're a fool. I missed you Do- during the bit where you had to disappear off and sign some um, important documents. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. That was I didn't feel that you pressed Dan enough on why the fuck his dad is just turning up and demanding well, no, he sign documents. We established it quite quickly, which was that obviously uh, Dan's dad was leaving the country and wanted to make sure that he had power of attorney over Dan before he went. But why would he, but why would he need to have power of attorney from another country? Well, because obviously it's much more difficult to get Dan to do what he wants if he's out of the country. Dan might actually, you know, stand up to him and say, no, Dad, I'm not running drugs for you anymore, or whatever it might be. Hey, so I like running pa- drugs. If he has power of attorney, then like he can take actions on Dan's behalf. I think uh, it was um, export papers so that he could have Dan exported to wherever he's gone off to. I mean, that is possible. Uh, there's quite a lot of paperwork involved in export control. Yeah. Especially, Dan, Dan, are you, are you uh, export control technology? Well, no, but I think I am a phytosanitary risk, so um, uh, okay. it's probably Yeah, there's, there's a fun. lot of paperwork involved yeah. then. Have you ever been touched by a US citizen? He wishes. Uh, yes, <laughs> I have, actually. So, yeah, you uh, see, that, that introduces Now you're under US export law as well. That mm. gets, makes the whole thing a lot more complicated. Oh, dear. But on a plus side, I found a very practical shipping container for Dan... And it, it just so, so vaguely bin shaped. Yeah, it just so happens that <laughs> nearly every house has one. <laughs> yes, excellent. So anyway, I listened to episode one two six, and uh, I have some notes from that. Would you like to hear my feedbacks? I would Absolutely. like feedback very much. Yeah. So <laughs> good, um, good joke, isn't it? Radio, good radio joke. There. Yeah. So. Uh, I'd like to discuss podcast plagiarism, yeah. since that's a thing that Chris accuses me of uh, semi-regularly, yeah. mostly mostly when I've done some podcast plagiarism. Uh, your poo discussion was very similar to um, Steve's regular feature in a recent regular features. Was it? Which yeah. regular features? I don't know the episode number. Do you want me to look it up? Well, yeah. Okay, and I on. can listen to it. Maybe he's stealing from me. No, because it was... Oh, oh, hang on, I spelt regular wrong. I put an E on the end of it. There is not an E. I was going to do this during the day and I forgot. <laughs> so it's not uh, 2.30, not 2.39. Could be episode That's... 2.28. That's not that recent, is it? It was uh, February the 2nd, I think it is this yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, February 2nd this year? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, or I, I think that could be it one. Oh, hang on a minute. This one says it's about poo, so it could have been that one. It was definitely this year. But but my my um, original 
poo incident predates his poo incident, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, but then his poo incident made much more of the fact that he couldn't... It was an unflushable poo. Well, this wasn't was... a poo. This was paper. Well, you don't know that it that was, was just the issue. paper, do you? There could have, there were... But it was... You, you don't know what lurked beneath the surface. <laughs> did, did, did you did you delve into the paper to see what it was what it contained? I think, from a legal point of view, okay, um, gonna... the poo is considered flushed if it is no longer visible. Well, the, in the, the bowl, the key bit of the story really was a blocked toilet. Okay, and he uh, he discussed um, our what we tried in Nottingham, which is adding boiling water and um, fairy liquid. <laughs> It didn't work for us, didn't it? No, it didn't. It no, just made not foul soup and we had to go and buy a plunger. <laughs> well, crucially, it made a foul soup that threatened to overspill the boundary of the toilet, which was yeah. a very negative outcome. All we did was heated the poo mm. and sort of boiled it, yeah. which is not... I think we actually wrong. kind of turned it into soap. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess so. So, so I, I don't see how I can be accused of plagiarism if... It's it's a different thing happened. Wait, but you could accuse like, me of plagiarism be... when uh, somebody has had a similar uh, item to me. You, yours are yours are very similar, aren't well, they? Also, to be fair, and in Chris's defence, it's usually when you've listened to the podcast in question, not just <laughs> when it happened on a podcast that somebody else had listened to. Ah, so it's the actual plagiarism that. Yes, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, okay. So for well, me, I mean, I actually that did actually happen. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't make well, up my story. It's just a thing that happened to me. Unless you did listen to it but forgot, but subconsciously you remembered, and then you you sort of found a blocked toilet as if by magic, and and your your subconscious had kind of contrived to put you in that situation. But my story was different. Well, uh, yeah, different enough for uh, a court of law. Well, <laughs> <perhaps>. <laughs> I mean, for a start, it involved Chris. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not accusing oh, you of that. Chris, I, just, I, I, I hope you appreciate the effort I went to uh, bleeping out your occupation. Yeah, that's helpful. I don't Thank think you. we can do that in the cast online editor, which is what I intended to use this week, so um, yeah, right. best not say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you also Nobody can't say do... that Chris is a gigolo. <laughs> We'd have to be very careful. Yeah. You also can't do decent noise reduction in that, can you? Well, I don't know. We'll find out. The, uh, this is this is building on on my niche suggestion that we become oh yes, uh, the, a podcast, the podcast that, of notes on when yeah. it comes to reviewing podcast podcast platforms. platforms. Yeah. We could call ourselves the platform podcast. The podcast. podcast. Only other people the, we, the the podcasters podcast. You know, like the comedians comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we could talk yeah. about um, content from other podcasts, which we do <laughs> fairly regularly as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's not really plagiarism; it's more coincidence, then I suppose. Yeah, I would I find myself I find myself not guilty on all charges. So, but whereas he was able to block it, unblock it by um, boiling it, you were unable to block it even by whisking it. Even even with the whisk, <laughs> yeah. Um, but as I said, when I left it, without very close inspection, it looked like it was fine because. Mm. Everything had settled out. Um, the level of the water didn't wasn't obvious because it was so close to the top. Yeah, I think that you you made it a more dangerous situation. Mm. I did. I think I think the next person that used that might have sat down quickly. Was and it a, the was bottom it a, of their bottom would have got wet? Toilet? 
It was a unisex toilet. Oh god! Mm. So That's... somebody, somebody really needing a wee would have run in, not looked too closely, sat and down. sat down oh, with too much god. enthusiasm. And the 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 kind of the, I don't know what you call it when your bottom kind of relaxes down in the toilet. Prolapse. <laughs> no, not, not quite that. But just the cheeks just, would have just. just... Me, the, yeah, the, just, I just think the cheeks would have just surface, grazed yeah. the top of the wall. That must be a horrible feeling. That would be only. Well, I don't know if it's better or worse, but it's very similar to when you when you deliver your payload and a single <laughs> drop of water finds its way right into the bullseye. That's awful. Isn't it kind it? of mm. yeah. There's a splashback. Well, it's like when you drop a stone into the water and you get that kind of yeah. you know reverse ripple mm. effect, and you just like one droplet just kind of goes straight up straight up before you've sort of closed off and then I mean I think I think this that'd be worse yeah. and I think if it was it happened to me I think I would panic and get up really quickly and pull my pull my trousers up and then my pants would be wet it could feasibly water. be a boy who goes in either for a poo or just a oh. luxury room, and then the end of their willy could go into the water could, couldn't it that's not good, is it? No. I mean, that's even worse than when your willy touches the porcelain, at which point you have to cut it off. <laughs> I mean, no, but it is very upsetting, I'll admit. So it re- also reminded me of a story I've heard in another podcast recently, and I'm not going to accuse you of plagiarism this time, because I'm, I doubt... Well, it's not related, it, it just I mean, reminded you me... you know perfectly well I don't listen to podcasts, so... Yeah, but you're good, but... I, so I'm going to recount bits of podcasts that I like so that Dan can hear them. That's my new, <laughs> that's, nice. <laughs> uh, that's my new feature. But mm. it was uh, Jeff Lloyd's Adrift podcast. I don't know if you've listened to that, but it's a sort of um, a podcast for people who are socially inept um, and unable to sort of have human interactions without it going wrong. So it's right in my wheelhouse. And then somebody wrote in to say that they had been to a job interview... And then they'd come out of the job interview and they'd gone to use the toilet uh, before they left. And they went into the cubicle and found that um, poo had been smeared all over the seat. And they went, <laughs> and they went, oh! And sort of came out of the cubicle in disgust and thought, oh, I'm not, I can't use that. But then somebody else, uh, possibly one of the people who had just interviewed him, but I might be adding that fact, but somebody else came in to the toilet, went into the same cubicle obviously saw the same thing and went, oh, and then backed out of the cubicle. And the person who had just been interviewed said to them, oh, I just did that. But they didn't realise. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you got it. Yeah. And um, they didn't get the job. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. it's, it's not generally a good form following your interview to do a dirty protest. Um, so what was your other your other notes for the... Episode that didn't um, do well. Oh yeah, so Dan is um, objectively wrong because for some reason you don't think that Friends is the best uh, TV program that's ever been made, it's and I'd like you to defend it. that um, opinion. But you're you are wrong, so I'd like you to just to how have you arrived at that conclusion? Well, they're all bad people. What, what are you cooking? Uh, radishes. Why is it all of the best things that happen on this podcast when Dan is cooking stuff that you don't expect? I mean, how could anyone expect? 
like that's a, a, like if you asked anybody like globally i think if you if you asked like half a million people like you know what was dan cooking not one of them would say radishes it would i would, I would be like to propose answer, wouldn't it? radishes as uh, this week's word of the week or whatever the Oh, we can't okay. with that shit anymore. It's too much admin. No. But I no. think perhaps it could be this year's um, hipster trend. Radish. No, we've established that's Yorkshire puddings. Oh, it is, isn't it? But what oh, about shit, Yorkshire pudding with a radish in it? Ooh. I mean, what did Dan just I, say? What, what does oh, one actually night. have radishes with in any context? Um, I don't actually, like, as far as I'm aware, they're not really a food. They're just a, like a thing. I would I slice know. them and put them in a salad. Quite nice. They're quite peppery. Mm. But uh, no, you roast them. They turn out quite nice and sort of peppery root veg. So yeah. you've roasted them. I know okay. what a radish tastes like. No, I'm not sure I can tell you if I'd. Yeah, it's basically kind of peppery. I know I've eaten them, but I couldn't. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think I. Can I mean, I don't think I've ever thought to cook them. Yeah, no, it's um, a new cookbook I got for Christmas that um, has a bunch of like simple but unusual meals in it. My, my so kind you... of go-to go-to thought whenever anyone mentions radishes is uh, Blackadder. <laughs> yes. I don't recall the radish instance. Uh, Blackadder, Blackadder the, the third. Yeah, yeah. With the Prince Regent referring to his radishing. Oh, okay. Mm. I don't remember that. So, Dan, are you, have you just cooked tea and you're going to eat tea whilst we're on the podcast? No, I'll just leave it. Or are you just like... Keep warm speculatively cooking radishes just, just in case. stocking up on roast radishes yeah well basically I was hungry I forgot what time it was I shoved them in the oven then I realised we were going to podcast so I left exactly. you were going to um, just eat some roasted radishes that was going to be your dinner with like dressing and stuff yeah this it does not sound like a balanced a... meal to me no Why it not? sounds very sort of like a Russian peasant uh, cookbook no I suppose you... that's probably more beets than radishes but it's all the same thing I mean, this yeah. is this is quite a vegan thing to say, but where are you getting your protein? From all the other stuff I've eaten today. What other stuff? Oh, so this is just a snack. You've had your tea. No, no, I just had a big lunch, so I'm, I'm not having a big You've tea. had a big lunch, and so now you think, oh, I'll just eat radishes? Yeah. That's not, that's not good enough. It's not normal. Do we need to have an intervention? Um, no. Dan, you're in a safe place, yes. but we're worried about you. We don't want to punish you, but this, <laughs> this isn't normal. But we will put you in a bin. I, well, that's I mean, not you've been trying that's it anyway. shipping. We've we've discussed this. It's just an efficient way to reunite him with his dad, who he mm. forced to leave the country. Uh, no, it's fine. They're very nice. So anyway, I mean, okay. you've just pretty much um, killed any credibility you may have had. But what what's your problem with friends? Not it's enough a bit radishes, shit, isn't it? It's not. It's great. It's not. It's you know, it, most of the characters are just kind of terrible. And that no, I don't to be fair, that's most sitcoms. I think well, Ross and Rachel are terrible. Phoebe's pretty others... terrible. What? No, she, why? No, of course she isn't. What's She's terrible? About super Phoebe? annoying. Friends is very much. Oh, okay. Like so not terrible in the like being a bad TV person. wallpaper. Yeah, she's just sort of there. Become a bit like The Simpsons. It's like it's perpetually on TV. Well, but... it is very much like The Simpsons in that it's just, it, it's it's blah. It's it's like the you know weak milky tea of 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 telly, except for the adding the random lime of 
Ross and Rachel, who are awful. Who, uh, Dad, please, why are you adding lime to your tea? That's the point. It's terrible. I think you've got your analogies mixed up. Well, no, basically, is, it, it's something uh, anodyne and boring, but with terrible things added in. And the terrible things just make the anodyne thing terrible. No, I think you um, are getting confused because Friends is the wonderful potato of... Uh, it's, a, it's a good staple food. Uh, it improves most meals. And it's so versatile that you can have them fried or mashed or boiled or baked or... I mean, I love this analogy. Yeah, but the problem is, but... after a couple of seasons of potato, you just start having them mashed or boiled or fried again. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to eat them every single day, but just to say, I hate potatoes, potatoes are shit, would be insane. Well, it's more like like potatoes are a bit mediocre. So I would describe Friends as like potatoes, but without the frying or the... Um, sort of raw or, potato. Or the, the butter. But not raw, but just like mashed potato without any butter or salt or... Or pepper. I think Paul Rudd but, is the butter on the potatoes of Friends. What? How can, how can you hate something that involves Paul Rudd? I didn't even realise he was in it. I'll be honest. Ah, so you're not. You're just making baseless opinions. Well, no, I've watched enough Friends to not want to watch any more. No, it's not like I've hate watched every single damn episode. That I think you've stupid. watched it wrong. You've what? You're just watching it wrong. You're not getting the nuance. So I, I would say that. As an entire piece of work, Friends is one of the best TV shows ever. I think. And uh there are some poor episodes, but a poor episode of Friends is better than um, the best episode of lots of other things. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it had a, a sort of a dip season somewhere about six or seven, and then it picked up again. Um. But I think it was friends fatigue by that point. I think it was just. But again, you know, it's very like The Simpsons. I'm prepared to accept that, you know, in the early bits there were some genuinely good episodes, but it just kept on going, and it was the same shit. Um, and when they branched out from their same shitty form, not same bland formula, it was actively bad. Like when? Well, so the ending is the the classic example of like this entire development story of Rachel not being, you know, suddenly discovering herself and being successful and then saying... Oh, I thought you were going to say not being real. No, no, no. The, um, whole, the whole thing was a shared dream, delusion. Yeah. Oh, God, I, no, I would it totally was, um, go for Friends if it had a weird M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end. It was all Phoebe's uh, meth dream. <laughs> yeah, I could go for that. Um, yeah. Do you but, know a thing that... that, that I, I agree with you on the, the ending. The ending. I think they could have just yeah. left it as being an unknown... Yeah. yeah, they could have just left it. Oh, we don't know what happened. You can make your own mind up. Yeah, um, like you know, Labour's policy with Brexit, <laughs> um, and then everyone oh, would be happy. They just think, yeah, they they agree with us. Mm. Something blew my mind today. Um, I was looking at Friends trivia, and in the Friends universe, nine oh, eleven didn't happen. What? So they're living in New York, uh-huh. right, through that period of history, but they make no direct reference to 9-11. Really? That seems weird. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, think about it. It's not the kind of thing that you do, like, 
topical comedy in a sitcom about 9-11. But they, they, they tackle real issues, and it, the city of New York is so central to Friends that if 9-11 did happen in their universe, they, could, they, could, they couldn't have not addressed it. Well, yeah, but my point is, from a writing perspective, it's not really the kind of thing you pitch. It's like, guys, we've got this sitcom based in New York... I think we should totally do some Twin Towers gags at this point. No, they don't have to do jokes. Yeah, but it's very difficult to like reference it in a way... like It's a sitcom. It's really hard to just go, oh, by the way, 9-11 happened. Also, their base baseline reaction... Now that's been... a funny thing where Joey doesn't understand something because he's stupid. Could they have I think, killed um... any more civilians? <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> I think Phoebe could have done free massages for uh, the fire brigade. Mm-hmm. But like the the default reaction in Friends is basically hysterical panic, and I, I just, yeah I agree I don't think a show about I don't know, you know that Dan's ever seen Friends because <laughs> you're saying a lot of things that that don't make any sense for any of the episodes I've, I've ever seen. I've not so, I mean, watched Friends for a very long time. Two thousand and one. When was that? Which season would two thousand and one have been? Be like about a third of the way in. No. Oh wow! I no, thought it was like two thirds. Finished two thousand four, was it? Okay. Uh, yeah. Two thousand and two. Yeah, two thousand and four. It finished. So yeah, it would have been about two thirds of the way in. Yeah. So like seven or eight. Yeah. I mean that's a. I mean, maybe ah, oh, maybe tag the awful, awful character is a metaphor for the <laughs> twin towers. Oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they do reference it, but... and they do. Um, they do address the um, sort of un- uncomfort with which uh, the American public um, kind of then viewed air travel by the hysteria that uh, Rachel was able to cause on that plane just by mentioning left phalange. Yeah. So uh, there was there is the anxiety of air travel kind of referenced in in there, but yeah. It's sort of like the Mandela effect, where nine eleven never happened, but only for friends. Yeah, it's difficult to. I don't think that counts when it's a fictional universe. I'd like to go back and, um, like, as in a definitively fictional universe, yeah. as opposed to merely one which some people believe to be fictional. Well, it's sort of the same thing because the Mandela effect is fictional. It's just people remembering stuff wrong. Well, no, the effect is. Well, the effect, yeah, Real, okay. If you see what I mean, like, yeah, when, obviously, yeah. the extrapolation. It's not, it's that not that some. Means, yeah. to, as far as anyone can tell, it's not some weird fracturing of multiple realities. It's just people having weird memories because the human brain is strange. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know what the Mandela effect is. I'm going to have to so look it up. The Mandela not? effect is it's Nelson Mandela. Um, it's related oh, yeah. to it. So there is the basically, it's the idea that you remember things that happened in the past, but that like. Documented did not happen. So a lot of people remember Nelson Mandela dying sometime in in the nineties, and they remember his funeral and how much how sad it was. Right. But obviously, people say they like, remember that they got muddled up with Princess happen. Diana. Well, well no, yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of documentary evidence that he, you know, didn't die in the nineties. Um, but people are very convinced because the brain is very good at playing tricks on you with these things when it comes to memory. So the Mandela effect is, is that it's anything where like you are convinced that like when you were a kid, there was like this TV show and like that was whatever. And you talk to your friends and they're like, yeah, I totally remember that. 
and then it turns out that actually there's no evidence of this ever happening because that was it Shazam, wasn't it? Yeah, there was. There was it's also happened with, um, although technically somebody faked it, they uh, they made up a whole lot of episodes of Street Sharks and a new character. Um, street Sharks. What street sharks? I'm not gaslighting you here. There is actually a. It was a. It was a cartoon with like. It was sort of in the vein of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but with sharks instead. That um, sounds genuinely awful. It was I'm, like I'm, most, like most, like sort of late eighties, early nineties TV shows that were primarily there to sell toys oh, to wow. children. It was terrible. Um, so, are you that? saying that nine eleven didn't happen? But we all <laughs> no. <remember. laughs> No, we're, we're not. We're not transitioning into a into a conspiracy podcast. What we're saying is that, like, the Mandela effect is a is a is a real phenomenon of like basically uh, weird tricks that the human memory plays on you. But that that doesn't really apply to something like Friends, which is a fictional universe. But we're seeing into that fictional universe where it happened. never happened. So if somebody like had the memory that like it didn't happen, they were living in that fictional universe. In, with friends, we can see into what it must be like inside. Oh, oh, oh no, I know it. I know it. Um, right, friends is all Phoebe's fever dream, and the trauma of nine eleven is internalised as the awful relationship between Ross and Rachel. <laughs> I, mean, I reckon. It is a I reckon. Awful relationship. I reckon yeah. you could write that up as like a you know thousand word blog post and probably get it into some really low rent psychology and philosophy journals I mean I don't think I'd want to um, but yes you're probably right I could I'm I'm watching Friends back now that it's on Netflix mm. right now because not not right now I could put it on couldn't I but um, because it, it went off E4 and then it went to Comedy Central and I didn't mm. have Comedy Central for a long time and then I paid for Now TV primarily so I could watch Friends because I missed it uh, but then it's on Netflix now so you can just binge watch it and we're, mm. we're halfway through season 3 now so we're sort of making our way through but I'm going to start watching it looking for foreshadowing of 9-11 <laughs> It's like, a, like, a, like every time anything happens now, somebody finds like a clip from The Simpsons where that thing happened. Yes. No, I'm just going to find the clues that, that were left for us in Friends that we all missed. I mean, that's so because... are you saying that Friends was prescient, or was it I'm... a universe in which 9-11 happened earlier on, and so they knew it was going to happen in other universes? Well, the other uh, possibility is that they were in on it. I mean that the, is the TV that would show support the my, characters. Um, well, the, the the makers of Friends, and they were leaving. Like I suppose the that's, that's why in that sense, yeah. and that is why they don't reference it afterwards. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to come to a conclusion. I'm going to leave that open ended. But those are the those are the three options. It's either you know Nostradamus shit or uh, they're part of Al Qaeda. I mean, it would support my whole hypothesis of Friends being terrible. I didn't think they were quite as bad as did 9-11 yeah, terrible. You just terrible. thought the show was mediocre, not that they were actively seeking to bring down the West. I think that would make it an even better TV programme, because <laughs> that is that's some impact for a TV I mean, That's, that's certainly ambition, I'll give yeah. you that. Like Most shows just hope for like you know getting a few few seasons out of it and you know, maybe some merchandise, but bringing down like large chunks of Western civilization, mm. uh, in often literally, uh, mm. It's more than most shows shoot for, really. And maybe we're aiming at our sights too low with this podcast. I mean, we have repeatedly threatened to do a terrorism, so it's... Yeah, but only on one person. Who we... No, didn't we... I'm sure, like, way back before Chris 
we we threatened to do terrorism, maybe. Well, that sounds quite actionable, so I wouldn't have thought we would have done something like that. No, I thought we'd have, I, that's the kind of thing we would not have done on the mm. basis that there's a good chance that some kind of automated intelligence apparatus would have uh, detected it and men with guns would have shown up at our houses. And if we did, it was purely in jest and we were severely let down by our legal department who take full responsibility. I mean, I think you know full well that... Um... As the legal department, I take no responsibility. Okay, well, you will be given full responsibility. Oh, okay, that's less good. Yeah. Um, Well, on the subject of terrorism and um, uh, primarily being against one person, uh, I suppose I need to do my diss track. Yes. Yes, I'm very excited about this. Okay, so. This is literally the only reason I turned up tonight. I I was practicing in the car on the way home yesterday when I listened to the podcast, and it's very difficult to rock a rhyme that's right on time it is difficult, which I think I'm going to develop into a hip-hop song because that's Well, I mean, good, we did um, give you the flexibility to pre-record your uh, I think track. that would have um, removed the authenticity and also that doesn't make it any easier to do a rhyme it just means I have to spend longer doing it Well, it does mean that you get a chance to fuck up the rhyme, fuck mm. up the rhyme that's not quite on time mm. and do it again. But this way I've got more of an excuse for it to be bad. That is true I think if I had pre-recorded it, there would be a slightly heightened expectation for quality. You know, a, a, a silly expectation, but one that would be put there nonetheless. Fair so, uh, this platform doesn't allow us to put in backing music, so I'm going to have to just put my phone next to the microphone and turn the volume up. Yeah, um, that's fine. I don't think that's going to really take away from the quality in any way. <laughs> uh, well, I think it would be. Uh, I think what we'll do is, if everyone, if the rest of the three of us mute ourselves during your performance. No, I think I'd like to hear your reactions. <laughs> I, I, like, like I, I quite like the idea of having a having clean audio for this. Well, I'd I'd like a hype man. Um, but what I'm you can do, to be dad, if we're going to do that, isn't it? Surely. What you can do is is when you're editing it, is you can mute the tracks. Then, can't you? I'm sure. I, yeah, I could do something. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I'll, I'll I'll polish it up. I mean, it is essentially. Well, I, mean, I don't think it's whatever you enjoy seems, doing during the recording. It seems course. to be a bit of a pointless endeavour. Um, but uh, yeah, who, so Dan, are you going to be my hype man? You just have to shout stuff like while I'm not whoop, whoop. doing my rapping. Yeah, that's it. Okay, um, but not like you go girl or whatever it was you were suggesting. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you go get that track. I'm, I'm, oh no, he did. <laughs> that's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> Uh, I'm happy for you to do what you know. You be you, mate. Don't don't listen to these. I mean, are you allowed? To, are you allowed to have a posh hype man? Well, I got... say so. Good show. <laughs> That's fine. Top hole. What? Yeah, what? We're, we're not going to be work. exclusive. We're not going to be snobbish about this. If you if you if you feel that music and you get into what we're doing, all right. So, um, has anybody Preach got any them like Martin Luther s- sort of requests for? The direction you'd like me to take this in, I don't well, know. No, it's, it's a diss track. It's your diss track. We, we don't care. This is very much about. It's your, just down your, to me. Okay, it's got, well, it's got to be from the heart. Your right. disdain for for David from Birmingham and everything that he does, mm. and why you're much better than him, and like he's rubbish. What I think you need to do is to prove that you haven't planned a planned a rhyme and written it down. Is to incorporate. I think that will become um, very apparent. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to incorporate radish into okay, your yeah, song. That's fine. I will. Um, and some kind of reference to friends. Okay. Well, I, mean, I think that was a given anyway. Wasn't well, it? I was going to bring that in because I happen to know that David from Birmingham doesn't like friends. 
And that's going to yeah, exactly. Yes, I'm getting you back on my side now. And Dan is now. Well, Dan was never on my side with this anyway. Are you sure he doesn't like Friends? Yeah, he said it's never been funny. He's right. Um, Good man. I'm, Graham, I think I'm, I think I'm going to have to be enemies with him now. Yeah, I was. Graham, I, I feel that. that I have to hand over the hype man baton to Chris because let's face it, I'm just going to try and sabotage this. I think he might be too angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we need, we need that raw emotion. I think he's going to be man. kicking that, me out of the way and stealing the mic. And uh... <laughs> right, anyway, I've built this up enough. Uh, any more and it might be not quite as good as you're expecting <laughs> <laughs> right how's the volume level on that yeah uh, that's good that's quite loud oh, okay. no I like it you need, no you need it loud it's that, rap yeah yeah, yeah that's true right ah uh, ah uh, podcast war yeah this one Going out, David from Birmingham's big face. Woo woo! David is from Birmingham. Fuck, nothing rhymes with Birmingham. He thinks he's good, but he is shit. And now I will prove it. Hype man. Woo! Go, Graham. Go, Graham. Prove it like a scientist, dog! His podcast is way too long. It goes on about things like Bitcoin. I don't understand what he says. Bitcoin but sucks. I find him a bit sexy. And I touch myself. No, that's gone the wrong direction. <laughs> He's so tall. His head's up in the clouds. If he jumped, he might get hit by an aeroplane. I can't <laughs> do any of these rhymes. They're all too hard. He's from Wales. Which makes him a bard. He plays his loot in taverns and things. He's really shit at loot. He makes himself embarrassed. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Birmingham and I'm gonna put him in a bin and set it on fire. Fire! If he tries to get out of the bin, I will go and push him right back in. Then he will go on fire and burn, and I'll get arrested and uh, go to jail. What? Graham did rhyme. No, I didn't. You yeah, did. <laughs> okay. Bin and in. Um, uh, yeah, but that was ages. Right. <laughs> David is too stupid to understand friends. He thinks that it's. Uh, Friends is terrible. Radiohead's The Bends, which is an album and so not really related. David from Birmingham has never been fellated. His German friend gets so cross, he shouts all day, a bit like Ross. He gets really angry when someone eats his sandwich. That's a good episode, and I think about season seven. Um, anyway, this track's going on a bit longer than I thought, so I'll fade it down by moving my phone away from the microphone. But David from Birmingham, he's a punk. G out! That was life-changing, Graham. Thanks. It's really, really quite difficult to do rhymes. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
So, fact checker, okay. the one with Ross's sandwich is season five, episode nine. Wow, season five. I thought it was much later than yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. So hang on. I was, was finding in my in my watching back of Friends that a lot of stuff happened very early on that I thought was sort of middle of the. Oh yeah, that's not run. a reason to hate Friends. The fact that there is a thing called the Moist Maker instantly relegates it to worst show on TV ever. Hang on, what's the Moist Maker? It's, it's the layer of gravy-soaked bread in Ross's sandwich. Oh, okay. I've forgotten about that. Dan has obviously watched it. Yeah. No, I haven't. So there's a uh, YouTube channel I like, which basically works out how to recreate a bunch of recipes from TV shows and films and stuff. Mm. I think we'll discuss uh, Ross's sandwich a little bit more on our... Oh, hang on. So, <clears throat> on my diss track, what, what do you think? I mean, it was... The literally incomparable. Yeah. I liked it. I liked very much the line that he'd never been related. <laughs> that was entertaining. Yeah, when I realised I'd uh, said the word related, I, I got palpably excited. It was <laughs> tremendous when I saw that one coming. Um, I've seen Romish Ranganathan do uh, freestyle rap, and he's very good at it. He makes it look quite easy. Um, mm. Actually, it's quite difficult. Mm. Yeah, one expects that he like practices and shit. Uh, yes, he, yes. I, I mean, so. I think the thing is, is that you doing a diss track is the first shot in this war, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. And you're now winning. Yeah. Until such a time as Dave does a diss track back, or just I mean, engages in any way. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of winning by default at this stage, but well, um, that's still winning. That's yeah. still winning. I mean, up until last week's episode, I'm not going to lie, I had sort of broadly lost interest in the war. <laughs> um, and wasn't going to pursue it, uh, but then but, you signed me up to do some rap. So um, who yeah. am I to who am I to say no? Exactly. So uh, Adam, you'd like to talk about TV dicks? I would. I feel like it's a, a subject we to cover. Um, so anyway, what 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 this about was? Uh, I have been watching Altered Carbon, uh, the Netflix show. Yes. Um, How and, far are you into it? Uh, episode 8 Have you got any idea what's going on? Yes. So I know what's going on because I've read the books ages I ago see. Uh, so I, know. I think I've watched about 7 of them and I haven't got a fucking clue um, I, I know more or less what's going on like, I've I kind of mostly managed to keep track of the plot but the thing about Alter Carbon is that even by the kind of the, the general theme of most like American cable and Netflix, Amazon etc shows it has a almost distracting level of nudity in it. Mm. Um, now, this has been addressed by the showrunner who said that it's supposed to be a kind of uh, indication of how little bodies mean to people because they're essentially disposable. So they're kind of this, they're not considered, you know, taboo because everyone's just like, oh, fuck it, this body's not even really mine, let's get a new one. But it's kind of quite excessive in places and it's not just like regular TV nudity, there are dicks Oh um, yeah, there is a full dong in one of them isn't there? Yeah, and one of the things that I don't think, like, we kind of, you kind of realise is you watch a lot of TV and there's, you know there's tits all over the place and, you know, but you, you get, get very very few dongs mm. um, you know, even in kind of like the really sort of, what what they consider to be, you know high-end television with all of the, the nudity. Like, very few dongs. Because yeah, Game of Thrones has, like, 
a dong in it, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that you sort of get the odd willy in that, but very, very few and far between. Mm. Whereas I mean, tits are just flopping about all over the place. Even the dragons have got tits in that program. I mean, obviously, you get lots of <laughs> lots of topless men, but mm. it's not really the same thing. Like, mm. no, no one will see a topless man. Like, no. it's just, so there um, were there were there were willies in this life, weren't there? That was ages ago. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. But yeah. that was very that was a very long time ago, and that I mean that was kind of that was it was edgy, wasn't because, it? Yeah, exactly. Life. That was and that was like late night BBC Two. They could get away with that sort of thing. Um, but obviously, there are lots of rules around willies that you don't get around other body parts uh, when it comes to television. Yeah, so you have to quite... be a lot more careful. What What are those rules, Adam? Um, well, I don't know if they still apply um, entirely because I'm not up to date on the latest like uh, Ofcom standards. But certainly, the case used to be that you could not show an engorged willy. Um, yeah, I've certainly heard that. Yeah, I've, uh, or anything, that, that, anything that, that implied sexual arousal. Um, obviously, yeah. I don't know what the rules are in America, but it's given a bit that they to quantify are as well, isn't generally it? terrified of nipples, I'd mm. imagine that they'd be absolutely petrified of dicks. I mm. hear that there's there's some kind of angle rule. I think mm. what like it, it has to be with a man like, stood within up. a few degrees of straight. No, with a man stood up, I this this is historical. I think if it went um, beyond forty five degrees from the <laughs> lower vertical that that mm. was too erect i mean that sounds like the sort of thing that like i can imagine that when they were recording tv shows in like the the 70s and 80s there was a, a man on set whose sole job was to break out the protractor and, <laughs> and check check the angle that I, has to be a very upsetting job i've got a vague recollection that when um it, when pornography started to be a thing that people were doing like in the 60s and 70s there were particular decency rules that were different in different countries um, and I, I believe that the, the trend for people to uh, shave their pubic hair is because there was one country where you weren't allowed to show pubic hair so they got around it by oh, saying oh well we'll just shave, shave it then Was that Brazil that, perhaps? Um, um, I think it might have been America, but it might okay. also have been Germany. I ha- I have heard that there's um, a rule which states that when two gentlemen are entertaining a lady together, um, it is n- it's classified as straight porn unless the men's balls touch each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm afraid I can't. I I, I can't. I don't think that's a Netflix thing, is it? It's probably not a Netflix (laughs) rule, but I think it's uh, down to sort of porn classifications. I think it's Mm. considered gay if the balls. I I don't think, yeah, but I don't think that has any relation to like its its rating or its classification for release. I'm not so sure about the the, Pornhub tag thing. Well, maybe I'm not so sure about the um, angles thing because if that were true, you'd see a lot more semi lobs, wouldn't you? Or like people upside down. Yes, that's a loophole, isn't it? <laughs> just, just like you know, oh, they've not considered that. Sporting, well, no, hang on sporting a, a full one, but upside down. Oh, but right. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm taking a big risk here because I don't have my clock web computer. I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to do a Google search. A risky Google. Not, not <laughs> in incognito it. for censorship penis angle. <laughs> um, do you need to be more? prescriptive because that could be like the news angle on penis censorship 
Do you need to That's specify? Oh, incidentally, on, while we're talking about dicks on TV and and the lack thereof, uh, you know that awful Channel Four dating show where they just like showed people dicks show us your dicks, and, yeah. yeah, that one. They got a second series. They're currently yeah. like like appealing for people to go on it and, and I think wiggle their dicks. Is it not already had a second shag. series? I thought. Has it? <laughs> I thought it had. Fucking I've hell. watched one episode of it, and it was just. I mean. Not even offensive, it was just very boring. Yeah. Mm. Um, they sort of take all the magic away from nakedness by just being grown up about what, it. What are you talking about? So there's um, a, a Channel 4 like dating show oh, where yeah. they, they basically just show you the lower half of a naked person and go, you want, that? want a bit of that? But then, like the, the yeah, the I, person, I know it. Yeah, like Scylla Black takes the contestant like up to like inspect mm. um, all of the the dicks what they can see in that. But I don't think they're allowed to touch them. No. Hmm. Unfair. unfair on who? Everyone involved. Fair enough. Okay. Um, but I, I have thought found... it was an interesting. I thought it was an interesting thing to to note the 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 lack of dicks on TV even. In shows with like lots and lots of nudity. So your com- your complaint the is there's not robot, enough yeah. dicks. Well, it's not so much a complaint, more an observation. But I you... mean, I don't have a, I don't really have a horse in this race. Um, I don't really care necessarily. Well, you do because you have a dick. Well, yes, but mine has never. Your been dick on TV. is your horse. <laughs> well, I mean, some people have said that, um, but <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but. I don't really care like how many penises there are on television. Do you want less maybe... breasts? Uh, no, I think it's just more about representation, isn't Why it? Do, I don't think breasts and dicks are comparable. Well, though. they're not. You see, this is the thing. Yeah, that's, they're not, that's but... the comparison people make, but it's not It's not right. But there's, because... there's naked man, top half, right? Yeah. And then this is the order it goes in. Then naked woman, top half. Then... Naked woman, bottom half. Then yeah. uh, the ace of spades is naked man, bottom half. No, I it? think you see way more dicks than fannies. Really? Not way more, but you do. I th- I'm sure. Well, I, I mean, I don't think. No, I think no, you no, just. I, I don't mean close ups. I mean, like just, just people. There's definitely, there's definitely way around. more full frontal female nudity on TV than there is full frontal male nudity. Well, I mean, I haven't crunched the numbers, but I, my perception is that I see more dicks than ninjas. <laughs> Are you sure you're not just like hallucinating? That could you be just, all the gay porn I watch. Everywhere. Is this a is this a Mandela thing? <laughs> could be, yeah. I guess the argument could be that penises aren't very aesthetically pleasing. Well, yours mm. might not be. <laughs> but I mean, they're you know they're slightly awkward looking things, aren't they? Especially if you can't even show them like full bonk on, then I mean they're just swinging around and they're hard to control. It's difficult for the lighting. Well, and I think you wind know, plays you've a also part. Got... <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you you want to keep that under control while you're acting. Mm. Um, but I mean, also you've also you, you have the genuine issue of like whether or not your your male actors will be willing to. To display their their potential. Well, if um, they're proper artists, then they wouldn't have an issue with it. Well, they might be embarrassed about their their length or girth. Do you well, know a, uh, a Friends episode I've just watched that's very is good? It the one with Ross's dick. It's the one where Joey is trying to get an acting role, and yeah. um, it's essential to the role that he is uncircumcised. 
Yeah. But he has been circumcised, and so Monica yeah. makes him uh, a fake uh, foreskin. From uh, meat. Which he then takes to the the interview. Silly putty, actually, is the one he goes for in the end. Oh, is it right? Yeah. yeah. But he, he then... That, that seems that it lacks many of the characteristics <laughs> that would be necessary to accurately fake it. But he then strips off, and, and it falls off. <laughs> That's a very good episode of Friends. That is an excellent one, yeah. Yeah, um, I have uh, I have found something about my penis angle uh, memory. Okay. It's mm-hmm. called the Mull of Kintyre test. Uh, the, right. the Mull of Kintyre test, or Mull of Kintyre rule, is, according to an urban legend, an unofficial guideline that was re- used by the British Board of Film Classification in the United Kingdom to decide whether an image of a penis could be shown. According to the myth, the BBFC would not permit the general release of a film or video if it depicted a phallus erect to the point that the angle it made from the vertical was higher than that of the Kintyre Peninsula, Argyle and Butte on maps of Scotland. (laughs) The BBFC has denied that this test existed, but they would do that that um, many hundreds of feet above sea level. That's maybe, well. It's, it's I mean, the that would picture be of it. Um, so, if your dick is bigger than the Mull of Kintyre, well, it no, it's or just the, like an arbitrary photograph. Is there like a, a is it like the the reference kilo that they have in France? It's like so, the reference Mull of Kintyre photo. I've sent you the <laughs> I've sent you the link, and it's got the Mull of Kintyre highlighted. It's because it's a kind of a penis shaped um, okay. peninsula. Fucking oh, hell! That's that's practically vertical. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. The, I mean... the, the... <laughs> You're looking at it the wrong way. So, um... <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, I mean, it's practically vertical down. Oh, I mean, obviously... yeah. The, the... Obviously yeah. Which the bit? So the lump at the bottom. The, at the, bottom. the lump at the, the bottom balls. is the bell end. Yeah, no, it's it's confusing. <laughs> well, I, I don't There's think no angle the... to that at all. That's just normal. <laughs> I, I think the BBFC might have had some undiagnosed issues when they came up with that test because that that bell end does not look healthy. I mean, I think it so looks what... like a. It looks like, to me, you know when you're inflating a balloon, the point when the balloon is about to kind of reach the inflate, isn't it? Mm. So, like, you put some air in it, but it doesn't really get much bigger, and then there's a point when the amount of air, the pressure overcomes the rubber, and then it really goes. And that's... The the Mull of Kintyre is just before that happens. So are we saying that the Isle of Arran is the balls? Um, I think so. Yeah. If that's right. the Isle of Arran, they've come yeah. off, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've become detached. As I say, well, it's it's very unhealthy. It's a bit like Rayman. He has hands but no arms. <laughs> I wonder if his. Oh yeah, his he must just have a bell end just floating around, like <laughs> ten or so inches from his body. Because I mean, he's a confident guy. <laughs> he must. Uh, although it's not there. I, oh, I'm so confused. I mean, can he detach his body parts, like leave them at home? Because that would be a risk. I mean, if if it was just like hanging around detached. Yeah, I mean, you, you're going to lose a bell end if you just leave it. Especially if you're doing or, like dangerous platforming activities. It's going to get kicked under the sofa or something. So I've got a follow-up question, Adam. Mm-hmm. What what is your favourite TV dick? I mean, you've one you've seen a lot. You must you must have a favourite. But that's the thing. There's not a lot. Okay. Really? 
um, you know, that's the thing. Like, there's, there's not a lot to choose from. Okay, different question. Of, um... What what would be your your most wanted TV dick? Oh, we see that's really difficult because you you don't have any idea of, of like how it will perform until you see it. Like, you could say like, oh, I'd really want to see like I don't know, Brad Pitt. He might be really underwhelming, and then you're like, rubbish oh, that's a shame. And you think, okay, but you think about a classic, like classic TV that you really like. What? what well, you're talking about inserting be... dicks into existing television now. Yeah. Well. Well, no. What? what which, which? Where? Where have you seen a show and you sort of thought, I wish they'd got their think, dick yeah. out? That would have made the story better. I'm not sure I've ever thought that, but like, not maybe not consciously. Well, possibly I mean, not. It's basically but... every show. I mean, any any show where there's like lots of female nudity and all you get is like, you know, you you've got a topless bloke occasionally. It just feels like you know you can have some better representation there, and maybe maybe get a dong out occasionally just to kind of balance things out. Do you know a thing I think is really weird is in quite a lot of TV shows they depict um, people waking up after having a drunken one night stand, and they're all embarrassed, but they've got underwear on. And you think, mm. well, how did that happen? If if what you're saying is true, you've it out through the fly, isn't it? You've gone, <laughs> but you've gone to bed drunk together and fallen asleep, and then at some point in the time, you then put your pants back I mean, on. Obviously, it's a bit nippy, and you've you've had the wherewithal in your drunken state to just like pop them back on. Maybe yeah. it was my ghost um, <laughs> putting them onto. Maybe oh, maybe he's stealing underwear from you and putting put them onto on people to in soaps, yeah, you know, in Hollyoaks later. Or maybe your embarrassed person is just sick at the sight of looking at what's it and puts your pants on on well, you. Maybe. True. I'd have liked to, to have seen um, dicks in Biker Grove. <laughs> Why? See, that gets tricky because a lot of those people were underage. <laughs> Yes, I grant you that becomes a bit of a legal minefield. But imagine if um, PJ had had his balls shot off in paint. <laughs> okay, eyes. that would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been very funny. Yeah. Would, and eyes as well, way, or obviously. just balls? I mean, uh, you'd ball, go in, that would be quite some splash if you. Well, no, like a double tap. Oh, okay. That's. I mean, that, that's a hell of a lot of, uh, of recoil on that weapon. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not. I mean, it would be anything. majestic shooting. It's just, Two shots in rapid succession, one hits you in the balls and one in the face. I mean, yeah. do you kn- I mean, I don't think they're that accurate. Do you know a TV show where there's surprisingly few dicks? I think maybe there's none at all. Uh, Orange is the New Black. Uh, no. Um, Prisoner Cellbox H. Queer as Folk, which is all about gay men, pretty much mm. all about gay men. Um, there were quite a lot of sex scenes, but... You didn't see any of the goods. Hmm. No winkles. No winkles. Well, like I said, a lot of it's a censorship issue. Like TV channels don't really want to show dicks. Mm. So, like, it's like, how many dicks can we have in this episode? And like, well, you can have a maximum of one dick, and it has to be justified by the story. Hmm. Because you know that's how that's a lot of the time how they get away with it with like swearing and nudity. It's like, well, you can have like you can have like three fucks, um, but no shits. So it's, it's a trade-off, isn't it? It's yeah. Compromise. So all they were allowed so much bumming because they didn't actually show the bumming. Because yeah, it was implied. It was implied. Going into a bum. They could only mm. have done that once. 
that would have been it for the entire it's, series. And then it's kind of like fantasy football. You get a certain number of points <laughs> that you can. Yeah, spend. you don't you don't want to spend okay. all like on your strikers, and then yeah. you've got nothing nothing at the back. So it's like some some TV programs will will blow their wad on a cunt, and then, <laughs> and then they've got nowhere else to go, and they're saying flipping heck. <laughs> crikey. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Not allowed to show, they're not allowed to even show blood at that point. It's just mm, like yeah. somebody gets like punched and then falls over, and that's it. I don't mean like an actual lady cunt. I meant the word, just in case anyone. Right, okay. Overly it wasn't clear. No. So. Yeah. So we're at fifty-five minutes. Um, do you want to discuss Mad Max Brexit? Because um, I've no, I, seen I, it's Fury Road, and I thought depressing. it was awful. So. Um, um, I, I just assume it means that. that we're going to have to resolve our trade disputes in the Thunderdome. Yeah, I mean, we have sort of had a glimpse this week of, of post-Brexit mm. life with the KFC famine. Yes. yes. I don't know anything about this, so... Uh, KFC uh, have, for some reason, decided it would be a great idea to get all their chicken delivered by DHL. <laughs> and in a move that nobody could have predicted, they spectacularly fucked it up and KFC don't have any chicken. <laughs> so they've had to close most of their restaurants. Have you got, like, a vegan filter on Google News? Um, <laughs> no, I've just not been on... What, what Maybe it just didn't bother slightly... me. This does raise a slightly worrying question of, like, are they just warehouses of slowly rotting chicken? Well, maybe. That are now going to get they're, delivered to KFCs around the country. full of it. It seems like a fairly Plus good question. Lay-bys. Like, yeah. who who delivered the chicken before? The, the I don't chicken know. men? I haven't read the, the story. I presume they had somewhat another courier company that was, another delivery company that was doing the, the chicken delivery beforehand. So I'm surprised. Uh, is, I mean, this should be making your uh, vegan smugness go off the off the chart, shouldn't it? Well, <laughs> what? Because I um, it it didn't affect me. Well, yeah, and also you, you're looking at all those primitives getting cross because they can't have their chicken. Well, that would be sad for them, wouldn't it? No chicken. But yeah, but you should be feeling superior to them and saying, "Well, I, I apparently wouldn't, I wouldn't be uh, sad about that the I'm... previous delivery uh, contract was from a South African-owned distribution group Bidvest. Right. Bidvest. Well, I've not heard of before. Um, but yeah, they switched to uh, DHL. So I um, the other night, my uh, my sister-in-law is vegan, and she said to my wife that we should try a lovely vegan recipe which is cauliflower spicy chicken oh buffalo wings cauliflower buffalo wings and um, they did not taste like chicken it was not a good oh, substitute well no because it's, it's cauliflower yeah it looked a bit like chicken and it kind of had mm. a nice coating on it which was the the batter and the spicy but then inside it was just cauliflower. I think so, I'm not really sure vegan, that's a big surprise. Having cauliflower must be like a double whammy because it doesn't taste like chicken, but it tastes like the bad part of cauliflower cheese as well. So <laughs> yeah. it must hit you twice. Yeah, I thought this would have been nice with, with cheese on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not chicken and it's not cheese. No, but that's okay. Well, yeah, but not if you're eating it. No, because that that way sadness lies. I mean, there are things that taste nice that that are vegan. I think it's just yeah. about working out what they are and then eating mm. them. I think if you like vegetables, you're probably that's probably a really good start. I do quite like vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like them that much. No. 
Anyway, we're straying off the subject. Does anyone have anything interesting to what say about on the KFC, KFC crisis? Famine? Yeah, Daniel's MP um, has had people yes. writing to him about it. Presumably, <laughs> well, I mean, if Daniel. you if you, I just posted a link in the the chat. Like, oh yeah, where Tower Hamlets Metropolitan Police Service have said, please do not contact us about the KFC crisis. <laughs> it is not a police matter. I mean, I I'd Which, have thought I mean, in in London there were probably other places you could buy chicken from. Chicken well, yeah, village, chicken cottage. Chicken yeah. cottage. There are a shitloads of chicken shops around here. Yeah. yeah. But the, I think this this sort of affects the colonies a bit more than than London. London's well served by chicken outlets. I don't know where my nearest KFC is. Presumably, it's a long uh, way. Dorchester must have one. You would think, wouldn't you? But I'm not sure. Wow. There must be a store finder. Hmm. Hmm. Because well, I, yeah. You know, it's, I'm quite it justified in it not really, not really entering into my mind. If if I'm a long way from a KFC um, store, and also I don't mm. eat chicken. Yeah. That would make me. There's one in Weymouth and one in Yeovil. Okay. Yeah. You could you could go to either one of them and shout. Uh, it doesn't affect me. <laughs> I could say, can I have some chips? Uh, well, they've closed the restaurant down. You you can't go in and even buy chips now. They they just like they've said, well, there's no chicken. Fuck everything else. I know that is primarily sort of what we do, but they, you know they could be still selling the ice creams mm. and things, couldn't they? Coleslaw. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was the a staff safety beans. thing. Maybe they were just worried about yeah people being nutters. furious. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, do we think for a moment that? Um, KFC gives the slightest shit about his stuff. Um, yeah, why not? Well, I mean, they care about the fact they're not currently selling KFC to people. Mm. They, they've said that people can take holiday if they like, but they, they're not going to force them to, which I think is very decent of them. That is actually quite decent, yeah. yeah if it was Amazon, they would have sacked a lot of them and just rehire them when the, when the chicken comes back. What the fuck was that? Well, I, I, that's um, and that that sound means it's the end of the episode. Maybe they Thanks could have. Um, maybe they could have just sold radishes like Dan. Hmm. Daniel's radish shop. KFR doesn't really work, does it? No. no. And so, they grilled as well, so it'd be KGR. Anyway, thanks well, for listening. It. <laughs> roasted, yeah. KRR. Uh, Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Star Podcast. We will be back next week, except for me because I've got to go to work. But I Boom. will um, record a special audio diary of my time in Manchester to share that experience with you, if I a remember and b can be bothered. Oh, that sounds lovely. Oh, yeah. At what point are we going to discuss our secret planned side project? We could oh. wait, couldn't we? Yeah, it's not really secret if you discuss it on the podcast. Well, it is if we don't say what it is. We just say we've yeah. got a secret. We're not going to tell you. It's currently a secret. I think let's uh, let's maybe gauge feedback and when we are inundated with people saying I really enjoyed all that friends chat on episode 127 yeah. I would definitely listen to a friends <laughs> podcast spin off do, do you mean um, episode 127 the one where they talk about friends a lot yes yeah. that's the one yeah so maybe, maybe when when the public have sort of cried out enough for one then mm. we'll, we'll give them what they want do, do we need a change.org petition uh, it, I mean, it couldn't hurt, could it? Yeah. Okay, well, um, Dan, thank you. No, no problem. Always okay. happy to 
Good. Well done. Whatever. Uh, goodbye, Chris. Goodbye. And thank you for your time, Adam. You're most welcome. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Why aren't you thanking Take me? Care. What? Why didn't you thank me? Why, Will you what, thank I the said, other two? I said something to you. What, what did I say? You goodbye. said goodbye, Chris. But, so you but thanked bid, the other two. Yeah, but I didn't bid them farewell. Mm. Well, um, no, but but your 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 time is less valuable. You're implying that that there's nothing to thank me for. Okay. Good I mean, luck, Chris. Isn't... <laughs> That's vaguely uh, threatening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, take care of yourselves and each other. Bye.